There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. O'Neal, the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. Oh, 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 oh the, the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. Deep. oh, oh no! Whoa, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the Depot! Throws it back to Oladipo. Stevenson behind, drives inside! And the foul! Lance Stevenson and a chance for a three-point play. He just headbutted the Stanton. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to the fourth episode of Born Ready to Pod. Sitting next to me, as always, Eric Hawk and Jake Light. We have uh, plenty of stuff stuff to talk with you guys today. Uh, first off. With everything's going on, guys, I know we're going to dive into it. What's the most uh, shocking thing that you guys have seen these first three days of uh, free agency so far? What's what's piqued your interest the most? The most shocking thing is Lance joining LeBron in L.A. To me, um, that was pretty crazy. Boogie Cousins taking $5.3 million to join the Warriors. I don't think he's going to play till after the All-Star break, if I had to guess. But, I mean, after the All-Star break, they, they're not going to lose a game. Um, so that was pretty freaking crazy to me. And then uh, Pritchard just sitting around for like three straight days without making a move was a little anxious and annoying and uh, kind of crazy. But so far, the two guys that we've signed, I kind of like. I don't necessarily, you know, see them not working here. So I think we're it's going to be a good fit. And uh, that's about it for now. Yeah, I think the thing I'm most shocked about is the fact that Boogie Cousins is going to be on the Warriors. Um, if it's true that no one really offered him a substantial contract... It's not. Um, let's just well, take... Well, no one offered him a max deal, but it's not true that no one, anybody in the league would pay him $5 million. Right, so I'm guessing what he did was uh, he decided that um, his value probably is at its lowest right now. Um, coming off a major injury, this is a big guy, um, and not many players have come off this Achilles injury. Um, and been quite what they were. So it's kind of a prove-it deal for him. Um, I do wish, you know, I'd love for the Pacers. At one point, someone was tweeting that they thought the Pacers were in on it. Um, but but no matter. Um, the other thing that really surprised me was Trevor Reza going to the Suns, one year, 15 mil. Um, Trevor Reza is a guy uh, that, it, you know, I could see him getting traded at the trade deadline basically uh, for a nice piece because he's a guy that can defend uh, both ends of the floor with playoff experience, and he can knock down a three. So I actually think uh, the fact that the Rockets lost Trevor Reza is probably um, – I think that's definitely a huge loss for them. I mean because he allowed them to play small. They could play big, um, and at the end of the day, they knew he was going to be able to guard you know the best player and hit threes in the corner, which is obviously what they do best. So big news uh, regarding the Pacers, and we'll get into some of that stuff you guys hit on here in just a few minutes. 
big news that came out for the Pacers uh, within the first hours of when free agency started was the Doug McDermott signing a three-year, $22 million deal. Uh, Doug has played, I believe, for five uh, NBA teams, so this is going to be a six team, I think. So he's been all over the place. He's been a journeyman, and I think he's only been in the league since, like, 2014. Had a really good college career at Creighton. Um, he could shoot a lot of hype out of him out of college. Uh, and he just, I mean, he's he's been serviceable, but he hasn't really uh, performed to the hype level that he got. So uh, he's going to make just over $7 million a year. So what do you guys think about uh, bringing in Doug for to play off our second unit uh, in this upcoming season? Uh, he's a guy that I think he's kind of been traded a lot because of just because of that potential and kind of what he's can bring to the table he's his game definitely fits in the nba if he's at his point he's not the best defender but he can shoot and uh he gets buckets as his nickname says for seven what was it? it's around what seven point some million i don't uh, i don't think it's the worst deal in the nba like that's no. uh, people on our timeline were making it seem like that when the deal went down um, I think it's pretty fair value for f- the way we have to attract free agents here in Indy. And what he does is he's going to come off the bench, he's going to shoot threes, and he's going to score. And that's what we needed last year. And that's what we needed the year before and the year before that. So I don't necessarily get why people are down on this pick. I think it's mostly because it was the first move we made, and it wasn't sexy. And then we waited a couple days and didn't make anything else. People are starting to freak out. Um, but as far as that signing in itself in a vacuum, good signing, I think. Yeah, I actually didn't mind the signing. Um, I don't love the fact that we, you know, have him locked in for the next three years. But he is a, a space uh, space shooter. He's going to space things out. I think it can help our second unit a lot. Um, it's more of a. I think we did a Twitter poll. I think we'll talk about that shortly. But I, I voted for a meh move. Um, Again, we needed shooting in our second unit, so it makes a lot of sense. And th- that's a guy that could play late in games. Um, I like to evaluate players on whether or not they can play defense and honestly I haven't seen enough of McDermott to say um, he can't play defense I think people see the fact that okay this is a white guy who's tall and athletic he obviously can't defend I'm not willing to say that because I haven't broken down the film yet so um, I do think he's a really good fit for our second unit and he could step in uh, say if uh, if bogey got hurt or you know in certain situations I think he could definitely play with our first unit score um a couple things do bother me. He is looked at as a three-point shooter. Um, and then according to ba- basketball reference, however, he's only a career 40% three-point shooter. However, uh, he did shoot at a very high clip uh, last year. I mean, he shot at a – looks like a 40, almost 43%. And down the stretch, he almost shot 50%. So um, I think it's a man move. It wasn't exactly the splashy move I thought we were going to we were gonna have. But then again, I said in our last podcast we had to make the second unit better and we we definitely needed a shooter. I think we were all hoping kind of for Will Barton or a move like that, but obviously he resigned with the Nuggets. So we got McDermott. I, I could see him being a fan favorite just because he can shoot, and this is Indiana. So it's a man move. I, I would, if I had to choose between good and bad, I would err on the side of good and uh, not, a, not a bad move at all. We had some cap space to spend, so I'm glad we spent it on a guy that can shoot and score. Let me ask you, you said that you. Didn't like the three years. Do you think there's no merit into keeping a guy into a, like a longer contract to help him get like settled in, into the flow of things, maybe reach his potential more, feeling comfortable, sort of like Oladipo, kind of, that he got that comfortability and then he just went off? Do you think – you don't think that hits every time? you think it's a case-by-case thing? Um, 
yeah, I, I guess I just have a hard time in this league trying to pay guys longer. The longer term the deal is, th- this whole league now is being predicated on one-year deals, basically. Um, we've seen a lot of one-year deals. Um, it's very important. Uh, they, they've done more research on Doug McDermott than I have. Um, the salary cap's going to be going up next year, it sounds like. So maybe they are comfortable just paying him, you know, seven mil. I do think maybe for shooters, what you had to say there with uh, getting comfortable, um, maybe that is, you know, maybe there is some merit to that. Again, I don't know. I just know that Doug McDermott's kind of been passed around a little bit in his first four years in the league. Um, not that that's a bad thing on him. He, obviously, that means other people wanted him. Um, I, I was just kind of shocked to see three years. Um, not that that's terrible. Again, if he shoots, if he shoots at forty four percent from three, we're all happy. At three or seven mil a year. Um, but I, I was just kind of surprised in this age of one year deals that we would give him three. Um, bonus points right now if you can name all four teams he played for before the Pacers. Oklahoma City Thunder. Bulls. Chicago in order. Bulls. In order. Bulls. Bulls. Um, New York Knicks. There's somewhere in between that. I think you already said it. Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. He was yeah. He was on Victor Oladipo's team. Yes, they were then, teammates. He uh, ended it. He ended in Dallas. Ended so in Bulls, Dallas. Thunder, Knicks, Mavericks. Now he's with the Pacers. Right. So this will be his fifth team in five years, and uh, <laughs> he's passed around like a water bottle, you know, in a in a steam room. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So speaking of the Twitter poll a little earlier, uh, we had a question on there a couple days ago. Uh, when the signing came out, what are your thoughts on the Doug McDermott signing? 33% of you, and I ended up with like, I think over 200 votes. We could do better than that. Come on, guys. 33% of you said it was a good move. 19% said it was a bad move. And 48% are in the meh category. So a lot of you are uh, not really sure what to think on this. Kind of like we are in the same boat. It's not a sexy move whatsoever. But... Uh, the same people who are complaining about this contract and this deal are the same people who complained that the Pacers had no shooters on the roster last year. Correct. So you can't make everybody happy. Uh, they went out. You can look at other contracts that have been given out. I think Joe Harris got, I don't know how much it was, maybe $8 million. I mean, what has Joe Harris really done that Doug McDermott hasn't done? So if you can shoot, you're at a premium right now. That's literally what the NBA is is three-point shooting, uh, lining guys on the outside, attacking the rim, and dishing it back out. So I don't think it's a bad move. I don't like it that it's three years, but like I said, we'll always find something else to complain about. So, Are you guys surprised by those poll, poll results that we got in? No, I think just initial reaction was people were kind of hesitant to say it was a good or bad move, obviously. Just because, I mean, it was the first move. It was literally like the first move of free agency. Yeah, like I was on my way I, home, and like it was like twelve one hit, and that tweet just came to my phone, and I was like, what? That's why I think a lot ready. of people, if this happened maybe two weeks from now, and you know there's a lot of people off the board, I think that it would have been taken. People wouldn't have been so upset, but since it was right out the gate, they were kind of worried, well, what are they going to do with their cap space now after this? Uh, but he could still go for the uh, mid-level exception, I think. So it's not like that's out the window. Is still having a decent amount of cap room. So yeah, I think a lot of this, a lot of the negative feedback, I think, had to do with the fact that we were just we were still coming down off that Lance, uh, letting Lance go. We were all emotional, and then the first thing you do is uh, you sign a you know fifth year 
former first-round pick, um, a white guy that can just shoot, and then immediately people are going to throw a fit. I think um, at first I was a little put out, like I said, with the three-year deal, but it is only $7.1 million. We needed shooting, and like I said, how many times in Game 7 we were there? Uh, how many times in Game 7 were we like, just we need somebody to hit a shot. Just hit a shot. It can't all be Oladipo, and Oladipo was trying to do it all. Bogey wasn't hitting, so we had somebody that can help us in the playoff. I mean, during the playoff run, pretty much. Yeah, and hopefully he gets here. He can make some some big time shots. Work on his defense. That's one of his big uh, weaknesses right now. So hopefully Dan Burt can get him at an, under control and you know get him to be not a great defender, but at least uh, serviceable on defense. Hopefully he just becomes Larry Bird. Yeah, him. yeah. I mean that would also be a plus. So uh, we uh, we're happy Doug's coming here. Uh, a lot. I mean, like most of you were kind of met on the move, but. Uh, I think it'll work out because the Pacers definitely need shooting. So excited to see him play for us this year. Um, so kind of transitioning out of that, some other uh, things that we kind of hit on earlier. The uh, Obviously the Lance Stevenson news. Uh, we had it in the back, back of our minds. We were hoping that Lance would come back to the Pacers. There was uh, apparently a rumor out there that he did get an offer from the Pacers after they declined the team option that he was uh, – that they did give him offer I think on Sunday – and he ended up going out to uh, Los Angeles to play with LeBron James, as you all already know by now. So I was very shocked when I saw that news. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Definitely one of the most shocking things I've seen. I think it'll be interesting, though. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think, you know, LeBron has gotten annoyed a lot by Lance in the past, but I think he re- still has respect for him. And they don't make that move unless LeBron James okays it. So what do you guys think about uh, those two playing together next season? I think it's the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Lakers is what it is. It's just going to be a crazy circus of just different personalities and people. I mean, oh yeah, you, you can't blame Lance at all. No, like, no, no fault to Lance. I saw people trying to maybe like put it on Lance a little bit. He joining up with LeBron, but I mean, we had the option to resign him and we for did. four point three, yeah. and we did. And I guarantee that offer that contract was like under four or closer to like three point five. Just something like that, and you know, Lance wasn't going to be disrespected. You can't disrespect Lance. He's not going to stand for that. So it doesn't really surprise me at the end of the day. I just never – you know that LeBron had to okay that movie, move. There's no way they just signed him to that huge deal and then, you know, just not <laughs> – you just tapped me with my foot on my leg. I don't know what's going on. Was that an accident? Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. So I feel very uncomfortable right now. What happened? I think – you guys are playing footsie, man. I know. Anyway, so you know LeBron had to okay that move, right? Oh, yeah. That's what Excuse I said. Me. Okay, so 100%. And then, so Jake, just go ahead. Because I'm confused because we're playing footsie under the table. <laughs> um, great great for Lance. Um, he's going to play with the best player in, on the planet. Um, I do wish he would have resigned with us. I completely – I would have never dreamed uh, – to message Lance or make it seem like, you know, Lance left us because the Pacers are the ones who could have had this guy. Um, uh, he was our heart and soul. He, he And he ultimately decided to go, um, I don't want to call it ring chasing at all because, quite frankly, he got more money doing it this way. So good for him. Um, he was out of the league a few years ago, and now he's on the Lakers. And, uh, of course, LeBron, um, LeBron, he seems like the type of guy that he just wants to play with dudes that are going to play tough. You know, whatever happens, you know Lance is going to play tough for you. So it doesn't shock me that Lance went to L.A. It shocked me that Lance and JaVale McGee <laughs> went yeah. to L.A., yeah. um, which, you know. I'm kind of just baffled at 
what they're doing right now. Yeah, they're, just, they're not they don't making expect, a competitive they team. They don't expect to win this year. Obviously, I think LeBron's banking on next season. But they went out and saw, signed Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Caldwell Pope they re-signed, and then JaVale McGee. Uh, just give me, give me, let me take a chance on Boogie Cousins overpaying. Let's just say you pay him nine million a year and let JaVale go, and all of a sudden you you got a chance. Even though um, Boogie is probably going to be out for a little while into the season, I still think that's a better option for the Lakers. But good for Lance, happy for him, and I definitely don't hold anything against him. And I wish you know I was more of a late body West Coast type guy because I, I would love to see that on a night in night out basis. I think Staples Center will love him. Uh, and speaking of the Lakers, this is kind of off, t- off topic, but looking at what guys have went for, so you've had Randall sign two years, uh, $9 million a year. Just You've seen, and obviously Cousins going for $5 million. I just saw on this list. What do you guys think about Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> I mean, everybody's forgotten about him. He's I mean, a player he, in the league. He was an MVP candidate two years ago. <laughs> the king of the Obviously, fourth. he's very he's very short, uh, but, I mean, he, he is a, I mean, he's a tough little guy. I mean, what do you guys think he's going to go for? I mean, I know this is very off topic, but I just was interested because you haven't heard his name at all to start off free agency. Any Honestly, I, there's been no rumors circulating. If I had to guess, I'd say he's going to – he's just going to sign. I don't even want to put a number on it, but just a no. deal that a team has to make the cap, so they're just signing him and just seeing what happens, rolling the dice. I don't bring, think it's a bad gamble. If I mean, you can you bring him off the bench, though, I mean, he thinks he's a starter, which, I mean, obviously he ha- has every right to think that because he had a great season, great seasons in Boston. I know what team he's going to. He's not – no one's back in the Brinks truck up for him, though. That's for sure. Yeah. I could see him signing if I – if. In my in my opinion, if I if I were Isaiah Thomas, I would be trying to get a one year deal with the Orlando Magic, and here's why: I think uh, the Magic are going to be not so good. I think he's going to get an unlimited number of shots, and the only point guard on the roster right now is Jameer Nelson, and they have some money to spend. If I'm if I'm Isaiah Thomas's agent, I'm not trying to sign any long term deal. Sure Jameer Nelson is not on the Magic. Did I say uh, DJ Augustine? Yeah. I always get them mixed up. I apologize. <laughs> they, they're the same guy to me. I apologize. It's definitely DJ Augustine. Um, we'll edit that out. Just kidding. Um, but no, I, I think that's a great opportunity for him to play with some young guys, kind of prove his worth. I think if he got like a one-year deal somewhere around um, in the four to six million dollar range with the Orlando Magic, I think by this time next year he could sign. Uh, a longer-term deal, probably not what he would have been worth if he would have been a free agent at the end of last year. So yeah, that's kind of yeah, what I see. I don't see him going for more than two seasons if he does. So I think yeah. he does. A I don't think if I was his agent, he shouldn't. No, he's he definitely needs to do something very short-term. I don't know, maybe something around ten million a year or lower. Um, anyway, moving on back to the Pacers, we have. Uh, Couple moves that happened, not like they were any shock. I we won't spend way too much time on this, but uh, Joe Young and Al Jefferson, um, the Pacers released Al Jefferson a couple days ago. Joe Young, they just decided, I think, not to. Uh, um, I think they he did he have an option? I can't remember what it was. I think he had a team option or something or other. It didn't matter. It was going to be our <laughs> fourth or fifth yeah, point guard. Yeah. I mean, uh, Joe Young, he got his chances while he was here. He had a couple good games, but it's not like you ever really expected him to be a budding star. Um, and then Al Jefferson, who's obviously a good team leader, I think I saw online that they were even maybe thinking about bringing him back. Be completely fine with that. Um, I would be if it was in the right spot and they had, you know, 
I mean, they're already going to have to stretch out that $4 million or pay him $4 million this year. So he's going to count either against the cap for $4 million this year or they're going to have to stretch that out. And he took so, Joel Embiid to town that one Yeah. Day. So, I mean, you do see Tur- with Turner and Sabonis, uh, it's no shock that they're going to get hurt at some point this season. There's going to be a stretch where one of them, one of those two guys can't play. So you're going to need a center to come off the bench. They're going to need to have a third guy. I don't know necessarily if it's Al Jefferson, but uh, – He's a good uh, locker room presence, and he actually likes to play here. So, um, so moving on, you guys have uh, not much to say about those two, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're not surprising moves, honestly. I, uh, no, we, we all expected it. Like but we Al have, Jefferson, we're, we made a good move. We're like we Pacers. got $6 million in cash. We're a Pacers podcast that so we have to talk about. Yeah, true, true. I, I, I'm going to keep this real short. I didn't think Joe Young. I, I thought at one point his ceiling was going to be a score in the, uh, uh, you know, in our second unit. Um, but Al Jefferson's going to hurt more in the locker than anything else. And it looks like we do have some breaking news to report. Hawk, would you go ahead and break this news? <clears throat> for us? The Indianapolis Pacers, Indiana Pacers. I mean, correction. Just signed a one-year, twelve million dollar deal with Tyreek Evans. Initial thoughts, Jake. Love it. Um, said this uh, last podcast, Tyreek Evans probably would have been the guy I would have chosen. I think we're going to have a nice argument here because we've been talking about this in another group chat on whether he should be in the first or second unit. I think we'll save that for a little bit later. But love the fit. We needed another score, another playmaker with the ball in his hands. Um, he doesn't shoot it quite as well as Will Barton would have, but I absolutely love the signing, especially that one-year deal. Um which is what I was hoping McDermott would get. But if you if you would flip that, give him a three-year deal, I'm fine. So I'm good. We're adding scoring um, either off the bench or in our starting five, and that's huge. It's going to take a lot of pressure off Oladipo. All right, a team in the East is not winning the NBA Finals this year. Spoiler alert. Or yeah. probably the next year. But this is a move to get us to that Eastern Conference Finals. Like a serious contender. Like, just think, we took LeBron to Game 7 this year in the Eastern Conference, and he just – I mean, he – basically got to the finals for easy. I'd say Boston gave him a tough round, but, you know, I think this move takes us to that next level. We got guys that can spread the floor now with McDermott, and we got a guy that can take over and do what Oladipo does. When Oladipo's not on the floor, when they're on the floor together, they have. I think they're going to have pretty good ball movement. And if Turner takes that next step, I, this, this Pacers team is an Eastern Conference Finals team. When healthy, I, I don't think there's a question about that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I like the move too. I like that it's. Uh, if it was a two or three year deal, I wouldn't like it. But I think everybody's complaining about the Pacers being quiet. I mean, first off, we're three days into free agency, so calm the hell down. Second off, uh, if you sign Tyreek Evans or Julius Randle or whoever one of these free agents is to a long term deal, I mean, I think the Pacers only have three guys under the cap come next free agency. So I was asking Hawk about this earlier. Not like it's going to happen, but there's a ton of free agent options next year, and you're going to have the cap space. Would you rather sign Julius Randle right now to a four- or five-year deal, or would you rather go out there and sign Jimmy Butler next season, one year later, with all these free agents that are coming up due in 2019? In a season that doesn't matter. In a season that doesn't matter. What would I mean, obviously you would wait one year and get Jimmy Butler over Julius Randle at this point, I would feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I so it's just patience. The Pacers aren't going to win the title this year. Uh, the Warriors have it wrapped up. We don't even need to play the NBA season. Uh, it's wrapped up. So uh, it will be a championship, though, if we do uh, make it to the finals. So we, we can't act like it is. But I don't hate the move at all. I like it. 
uh, one-year deal that makes it even better. And he's kind of on a prove-it deal. He was on a bad team last year, so now you get to see him uh, coming to a coming to the Eastern Conference, playing for a better team, and seeing what he can do. I expect him to come off the bench, though. And get off Pritchard's ass. Just because he didn't sign a guy named Mario that's a foreigner that you wanted. <laughs> Kevin Pritchard's not the worst thing to ever happen to the Pacers. For God's sakes, did we forget what he did last year? He's made a couple good signings. you just got to be patient. I'm going to wait for, I think, another segment here to argue about whether or not he should start. But, yeah, love the signing. Huge for us. Uh, he's another piece. If he, you know, if Tyreek Evans is able to play a full year healthy, he's going to be huge for us. First off, before we move to, do move to the next segment, we do have some shade thrown, us, thrown at us on our Twitter. I don't know who tweeted this out, so if one of you guys did, I didn't. So fess up. One, <laughs> of, us tweeted, some, one of us tweeted, so I'm guessing the Tyreek Evans rumors aren't true due to no reliable source confirming. Uh, this was 21 hours sounds ago. Sounds like Dan because it wasn't me. <laughs> so T Boogie just liked that tweet after the Tyreek Evans news <laughs> came out. So uh, T Boogie's been following us. He was waiting for that news to come out so he could like the tweet now. I'm really shocked. Well, no, I tweeted. I tweeted it. I'll take this off. The <laughs> oh, wow. But it was just because there was that one tweet and nobody major was tweeting it. So the yesterday was like I, a crazy day. I like, wasn't gonna say anything until T Boogie brought it up. Well, so. I mean, everyone was talking about it. I thought we had to bring the attention to the you know the Twitter. We're trying to grow the brand here, and you know. It was still, I don't take it back. I, I think don't maybe know. There, was, I, there was something I, that definitely held it I up for a while. I completely agree with you because I don't trust anything, especially if it doesn't come from uh, Wadger uh, Shams. So exactly. those two are really the only ones I trust. Even like that Sam Amico guy. Like he did, Woj did screw up yesterday. He he reported somebody at the wrong team. And then yeah, just, and then he but, like, yeah he immediately corrected himself. So uh, even uh, you know superhumans make mistakes. So. Uh, we will. Uh, we're happy to see Tyreek sign with the Pacers. Uh, we're going to actually be talking about him more in depth here in our next segment, taking some uh, questions from you guys. But we're going to go ahead and uh, go to our first uh, ad read here. So we'll be back in just a second. If you or someone you know is looking to buy betting or looking for a way to keep your livestock and pets comfortable in the upcoming winter months, then look no further. Midwestern First Choice Bedding. 100% wheat straw pellets that create less dust and absorb more moisture than ever before. This bedding material is no joke! We all here on the Born Ready Pod use Midwestern Bedding to keep our livestock happy, healthy, and wise. With locations across Indiana and a single location in Pennsylvania, check out our Facebook page at Midwestern First Choice Bedding Facebook. See ya! All right, we are back. Thank you to uh, Midwestern First Choice Betting for uh, actually becoming our first official ad. So, ten bucks, baby. Ten bucks right there. So right off the bat, thank you to them. And you should go check them out. I actually, Hawk, you actually personally use uh, Midwestern First Choice Betting. Isn't that Long right? story. I just I had you know some issues with my betting currently, and I just threw it out. And I just I'm all in on Midwestern Betting. Best night's sleep I've ever had these last couple <laughs> weeks. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, uh, we are going to move on to our Twitter poll question of the day. We asked this earlier today, and we have 182 votes with 15 hours left at the current time of this recording. The question was, actually, before the uh, Tyreek Evans confirmation that he was signing with the Pacers came out, we asked, would you like the potential Tyreek Evans signing for the Pacers? Kind of straightforward there. So we have 182 votes. So as it stands right now, 81% say yes, 11% say no, 
and then eight percent of the people say, "Who cares?" Um, so, a lot of people are on board with us. They like the signing. Obviously, eighty percent like it, and then we have what eight percent who say take a hike. They really could care less. So. I, just, I love how there's like a certain amount of people that just don't have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does this even matter? Life sucks. You know, yeah. screw it. Boogie to the boogie to the warriors. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Doesn't so matter. we're uh, we're going to use that uh, chance we set him to put in the comments to explain why or why not. And here's some of the responses that we got. I'm going to uh, defer to you guys if you have anything to chime in. Actually, you know what? I read them all last time. I'll read one and then we'll just go Ooh, through I it. Like How's this. That sound? So I'll start it off. Uh, at Bob Scott 816, love me some Bob Scott, says, Yes, he will take pressure off Oladipo, which I think Bob hit the nail on the head right there. What do you guys think about Bob's assessment? Do you like it? Do you think it's stupid? I think it's obvious. Like, yeah. Hell yeah, Bob Scott. Way to go. Maybe we'll get him on the pod, but definitely takes pressure. You got a guy that averaged over 20 points a game last year. Is that correct? Or was it around 18? It was 18? like around yeah, right. shade, shade under – no, it was a shade under 20. It was like 19. Okay. okay yeah. So we got a guy that averaged around 20. This guy can score the ball, and that's something that we sometimes get stagnant in our offense, especially when Oladipo's not on the floor. How this 100% takes the pressure of Oladipo. I think it's great. It's a great signing. Um, was it the best available? No, I, no, I mean maybe it's not, not a bad. Move. You guys had been mentioning this is kind of cutting you off, but yeah. Uh, the uh, I think Tyreek has played small forward a lot. We had been saying point guard and shooting mm-hmm. guard, but I think in New Orleans he played small forward. They had uh, Drew Holiday and uh, Eric Gordon, so that was when he was at the small forward position there. So he mm-hmm. can also play the three as well. But go ahead, that was yeah. Um, I love the signing. Definitely, I'm in the heck yes. I would all be all in for signing Tyreek Evans. Um, I personally completely agree with with the tweet from Bob Scott. You know, yes, it's going to take pressure off Oladipo, but it's only going to take pressure off Oladipo if they're playing together at the same time. Which I, I know we're going to have an argument about that shortly because you guys think he would be better suited coming off the bench, and I think he'd be better suited starting. So. Um, I'm not sure Tyreek Evans signs with the Pacers if the plan is for him to come off the bench. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. But in short, yes, I personally think he will take pressure off Oladipo in the starting five. All right, and some of these are kind of repetitive, but if you send us a tweet, we're going to try to get you on the show. So, Hawk, why don't you take the next one? First off, I just want to say Dan just texted the group chat. We can offer Kyrie and Jimmy max contracts and still be under cap. Team would be Kyrie, Vic, Butler, Sabonis, Leaf, Holiday, McDermott, and our first rounder for next year. I love Dan's optimism. He's our intern. <laughs> you know, this might go. We're getting Kyrie and Jimmy Butler next year. You heard it here first. <laughs> this might go on freezing cold takes next year, but Dan, get the hell out of fantasy land. Come on, man. <laughs> I do right. love the group chat. Okay, anyway, yeah. we're coming to Junior Cole 180. Of course, adding another playmaker next to Depot is essential, kind of what we just talked about. I think for me to go back to the Tyreek Evans starting point, because we're just going to keep hitting on it if we don't just – we just got to talk about it now, I think, a little bit at least. I think for me, I think maybe the selling point was he would start to get him here because he's kind of a bigger name that no one really expected to to get, at least the rumors on Twitter were. So I think he's going to start personally. But anyway, what do you think about Junior Cole's assessment? Yeah, I – uh, yeah, same, same thing. It's we the just same thing as what we just exactly. said. But I, we'll, let's just go ahead and we'll, let's just knock this out. Tyreek Evans is officially the second best player on the Pacers. Yes, I right now. Right now, I'm um, sure Miles Turner has more potential. 
whatever. So but bonus has we have, too. yeah, they all have potential. But guess what? He's going to be our second leading scorer next year. I like Collison. I get it. But and people wanted to throw last year's three point percentage in our face. What did he do in the playoffs? Why don't you check those stats out? Because he's he's not crapped the bed. Yeah, he crapped the bed. Is exactly what he did. Tyreek Evans. If in my world, he would probably be our starting point guard. He's a playmaker. He can play small forward, but it's because of his size. So let's put him and Depot out there together. Um, again, I haven't done as much study on Tyreek Evans' defense as I uh, as I should have, but I can't fathom him being worse in the pick and roll situation uh, than Darren Collison, who is absolutely abysmal. Um, so yeah, I'm a hundred percent starting him. One year, twelve million dollars. Um, I guess you want to bring him off the bench, but now you got Tyreek Evans, you got Doug McDermott, you got Sabonis. That's a nice second unit, but throw Collison in there, let him run the second unit. And to be quite frank, I think this makes Collison a little expendable as the year goes on because I think Mr. Holiday, uh, Aaron, will be pushing for some time as well. Yeah. So what do you think, Chris? I mean, I you're can, on the other side of the. I can see him starting, but I. There's a difference between starting games and finishing games. Do I think he's going to be in the lineup to finish games? Yes. Do I think maybe a few months into the season he could be a starter? Yes. But my gut feeling tells me right now they're going to go with the same starting five to start the season. That's just my gut feeling. I just I see it happening. I see them trying to envision using him as the Lance Stevenson type role. Playing more minutes, but like I said, there's a difference between starting and finishing the games. If he's look, playing the Lance Stevenson role, you pay Lance Stevenson $8 million. Okay, do you think he's better than Lou Williams? No. Okay, Absolutely. Lou Williams is a six-man on the Clippers. Okay, but Lou Williams has done that his whole entire career, and all he does is shoot. He's not the facilitator that Evans is. I Like I said, I'm not going to be surprised if it happens. But I wouldn't be shocked. You can't say you're going to be shocked if we get to day one where, and he's not starting. What are the odds you think it would be? A, like, what, do, what, do you th- what do you see scenario-wise? And, and we should put a wager on this. Loser I'm, has to buy the other people a beer at the Pacers game we go to next year. I'm going 80% chance that he, he does is not in the start. starting lineup game one. I'm saying it's – I'm not saying any time during – I'm, I'm saying okay, game, game one. Game one only. I'm going to say it's 75% he is starting. Okay. I thought you agreed with me. I'm I'm with Hawk. I I don't know why. Let's not play. Let's not start our best player, who is. I I just don't get it. I get what Cook's saying. I'm not know, saying he should. I'm not. No no no. By no, no means, no. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a starter. Yeah, he's but one of I'm our, just saying yeah. gut feeling tells me he won't be, especially day one. I'm you not, gotta go with your gut. I'm not saying he's not good enough to be. We that's can, not that's, what I'm trying to you're say. playing the odds. We're gonna have to buy you two beers yeah, if he does. Yeah. Exactly. Well, my gut feeling had Demarcus Cousins making like twenty five yeah, million dollars so a year. We'll so, get into that later. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, go on and uh, read Dewan's tweet there. Okay, so Dewan eight underscore says a guy you can bring in from for scoring in the second unit or play alongside Vic in the two slot. Give some teams fits at the end of games with Thad. Bojan and Miles. That could be a good lineup. Yeah, I like that lineup. I thought I also saw. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but it, I think putting like Bojan at the four. I mean, obviously, defensively, you're going to get torn up, but like putting him at the four, and then I don't know. Uh, I think he's got a good point there. I think that uh, having those two guys on the floor at the same time with. Uh, the other three would definitely be 
I mean, obviously, that's a starting lineup right there, though. It sounds like Dewan doesn't know either. He's trying yeah. to decide himself. He's trying to talk. Honestly, after I started reading that, I tried to decide for myself too. <laughs> that's why I sound a little confusing there. Way to go, Dewan. Way to confuse us. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Who's reading the next one? I think it's Chris. Uh, at is it Jevan? Jevan. 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 I should know that because Jevan actually, you know, he uh, likes a lot of our tweets. So he's, you know what that was? That was a McPhail. Yeah, it was. Jevan <laughs> underscore McPhail. No pun intended. Said one year deal only, please. Well, Jevan, you, uh, you, you called it. One year deal. Oh boy. We are satisfied. Nice job, Jevan. So uh, move on. Who we got next? James A. Randall, 177. No one. Nope. Just, just Randall. 77. Oh, those are two L's in Randall. Okay. That's, yep. You learn something every day. Good second score to Vic. Perfect. Yeah, I like it. We needed a guy that can score. It's about like the fourth said. tweet like that that we've got. So, yeah, like I think that's a big point right there. So We need a guy. We need – because in the NBA, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the team that puts the most balls in the basket wins the game. Do so, they really? Yeah, yeah. So we need that. Um, Jack Allen Marty, too, gives us this – Breaking news. Um, I think he would really help the Pacers. <laughs> so, uh, nice job, Jack Allen, Marty, uh, or Marti. We, we completely agree. Yes, the guy that scored 20 points almost a game last year will help the Pacers. Good job. I'm still a little mad. I, I just – I. I just think he's out. a better – he, He's out. just a better player than Collison. I feel like Oh, my we, gosh. I, I just feel like – Actually, we, you know, you made a good point that uh, – Yep. Collison could be expendable like at the trade deadline, so I could see that happening. Yeah. Well, he's not very he's not he's not a player that's gonna win you any games in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, but I did see him absolutely crap the bed last year. So I'm not saying he's bad for ten million, I'm fine having Collison. But I'm telling you right now, Tyreek Evans is definitely the better. Let's player. just say that this is a good problem to have. Great problem to have, better not than knowing not who's gonna start. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be the first time we screwed over Darren Collison. So yeah. I mean, well, let's just keep it going. All right, yeah. Um, so ending that Tyreek uh, poll question, I'm going to actually reference a tweet I tweeted from the account. Last night, um, I was still kind of in my pouting phase. I said, the Warriors just signed to Marcus Cousins. Meanwhile, I am wasting my time searching for the Tyreek Evans to Pacers news. Does it even really matter at this point? So kind of feeling the same boat as I did last night. Yeah, they just signed Tyreek. That's all great, but I mean – I mean, do you need to talk to us about something? The Warriors signed, the do you have the toaster ready to go? <laughs> the Warriors signed to Marcus Cousins, so I mean, does it really even matter at this point? You know, I think it's still fun, and we're still going to hopefully be in the Eastern. We're going to say we're not going to watch, but we're going to watch at least other NBA yeah. games. I'm not going to always watch the Pacers, but I always say I'm not going to watch a game, and then I find myself tuning into like two minutes and then turning the channel because I realize I'm watching it. Like I refuse to give the NBA Finals this year any any playing time because we knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But overall, do you think it's good for the game that the league is? Ha- this is the way that's going, or do absolutely you think, not. You don't think it's good for the game? No. no, I think for the casual fan or like maybe this modern era of like millennials, I don't want to be you know the old guy that yells at the cloud. But I think it might be. I mean, you can't say that it definitely isn't. But I mean, there's never been any. I mean, I complain about it, but I mean, look at the past. 20, 30 years in the NBA, it's always been the same teams winning over and over. A diehard fan when, of t- a team will tell you it's not. When do you see a random team just slip in and win? I, the last one I can think of is who? The Mavericks? Mavericks, yeah. I Golden mean, State. Golden probably. State, yeah, they slipped out First of the way, time. but now they're a dynasty. Like, and yeah. they, They're going to win another three or four titles probably. Yeah. 
if they so all hindsight, Golden State isn't surprising. And then you look, the, look at the '90s. You have the Bulls, you have the Spurs, and I mean the Pistons. I guess in '04, but they had already won I, a couple. I think the NBA is going to find itself in some rating problems. Uh, I know, you know, the, all of the teams, all of the interesting teams are now officially on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I got the Warriors. They're not. They're not starting games until ten. Even when they're on TNT, they're not starting till ten ten thirty. You're going to have the Lakers. That's going to be a popular team. I mean, teams like Portland that are trying to get over the hump. I, there's all sorts of you know intrigue in the West. Obviously, Oklahoma City Thunder, it's not quite as bad. But when they're on the West Coast, it's going to be very tough for the NBA to make this uh, to sell this because, quite frankly, all of the good teams were in the West. Houston, all of those teams were in the West. That's fine because they always had LeBron to keep it in the East. Mm-hmm. Now that LeBron is in the West, I think they could have a little bit of a ratings dip, especially with the older crowd um, because they're not going to stay up to watch LeBron James. Uh, they don't care as much. Obviously, with the younger kids, the college students, you know, the high school students, sure, they'll have they'll still have some decent numbers there. But I think they've got to find a way to push players to the East. That's just my opinion. And I don't think – a lot of people think the solution is no conferences, just best 16 teams. First off, the owners have to vote on that, and you think the Eastern Conference teams are going to vote yes to that? It'll be 16 straight now. And what's even more interesting is the fact that we – this is like completely off topic for a second, but LeBron James got Larry Nance and Clarkson oh, to, I know. Cleveland yes. to clear up two max contract yes. spots. What yes. a savvy – And that's something that What a savvy to, man. That has to be looked in. I mean – he literally – I mean, obviously, he was the GM of the Cavs. Yeah. Let's be honest. He was the GM, the coach, the whole the whole nine yards. He knew from that – I mean, he's known for a while he was going to L.A. It was a quick yeah. decision. And just looking back on that, man, I mean – What a man. He won, what if a he, crazy man. He won Cleveland a championship, so pretty much anything else he does is forgiven. Erroneous. But he's left that franchise twice. And he brought in a crappy contract in Clarkson and uh, Larry Nance – I mean, yeah. you think they're in worse shape now or the first time? The Cavs? Yeah. They're in worse shape now. Now they have all those contract crappy problems. contracts. Yeah. Contract problems. I mean, their roster was just bad before, but now they have, I mean, look at George Hill. You got you still got to pay Kevin Love. They got to find somewhere to trade him. He's not going to go for market value. I mean, what he's really worth. No. Yeah. I do think, um, going back to my point about the problem with, if you, going back to the problem with the ratings. Take, think about the teams on the East Coast, the biggest markets, not Boston per se. Uh, Boston's obviously a big market, um, and they're going to be solid. Washington should be okay. Toronto's not in the United States, but they should still be okay. But think about it. New York. Terrible. Terrible. Brooklyn, which is right in that New York area. Area, area I apologize. Terrible. Miami. They don't, unless their team is great, they don't care. Chicago. Bad. Bad. I mean, I think the NBA's got are going to have some issues on the East Coast this year, um, and it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Silver, if you're listening, a guy like DeMarcus Cousins could not sign a one-year deal for the mid-level exception. And, let, and let's be honest, like teams like that shouldn't be able to offer a mid-level exception. <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul should. They're be paying calling. that much into the luxury. Like, how are they even able to do that? It just makes no sense. Chris Paul as the player union president he needs to be calling to marcus cousins and and really getting after him because it just looks really bad well they hate each other don't they that doesn't matter because he's the player you know what i'm yeah, saying i know like, what you're I, saying I, but I completely agree but the fact is boogie. but the fact is that 
this is like the first time ever where like the Warriors are such a heavy favorite that you actually kind of lose money on the dollar by betting on them. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a problem. I mean, at least in past seasons, you're always like, well, hey, LeBron might be able to beat him this year. And he did once. But like now it's just like, it don't matter. Vince Carter meme. A thousand over. bucks yeah. to win $10. Yeah. So we got really off topic there. Uh, but we are happy about the Tyreek Evans signing, and we look forward to him in a Pacers uniform this year. Whether it is starting or off the bench, we don't know yet, but we'll see. But like I said, happy that he joined the squad today. So uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, not a free agency or the trade market. We're going to be talking about the Summer League. So uh, we got some news there. We had a, another Twitter question, uh, question answer we did, so we'll uh, be right back after this. Hey, have you heard about that new app that lets you download music for free? No, what is it? I think it's called Napster. Napster. You ever just strolling down the street on a random Sunday and want to hear that Holland Old song that just brings back the memories? Well, thanks to the guy that tried to steal Facebook, now you can get any song you want instantly for free. Napster. Come to us. Leave with us. Don't pay a dime. Nobody cares. Napster, everything's free. All right, we are back. So uh, after all the exciting things that have happened here in the last couple days with free agency, uh, we're going to actually talk about something else. The uh, Summer League just started uh, on Monday, and the Pacers Summer League team actually plays uh, for the first time this Friday, and they're playing against the Houston Rockets uh, Summer League team. So uh, the uh, big news out of that is uh, EK is out because he had off-season nerd knee surgery. So he's not going to be able to play on the uh, – Nerd surgery? Yeah, nerd surgery. So he's not going to be able to play on the uh, summer league team this year. We were hoping we would see him out there. But unfortunately – He's he like the be. unicorn now. Do we even know if he's real? We don't. <laughs> so uh, before we get into our Twitter question that we uh, asked our followers about, what do you guys see? You got a copy of the uh, summer league uh, roster here. Any names that stick out to you guys? There's some names on here I haven't heard of. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Wilcox, Henry Sims, Travis Leslie. This is, this is going to be something. I mean, we got some UCLA guys, Bryce Alford, Aaron Holiday. Henry Lee, Sims, man. Henry Sims from Georgetown. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll watch a single game, but, you know, I'll check the stats. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'll just tweet about how good Aaron Holiday is doing and TJ Leaf if they're doing well. If not, I just probably will keep quiet on this. So you got you guys are up. I love the Bryce Alford. You yeah. know, he's just another UCLA guy, just down, dirty. Stick um, to what you know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm really into it. I actually – there's a couple guys, Alizé Johnson, obviously. I want to see what he's up to. I want to see if – Somebody posted this picture earlier, like TJ Leaf gained ten pounds, and it was a picture of him last year and then this year. He looked like, identical. He looked, I, yeah. tell I was like ten and that's pounds. That's what we're about to talk about. <laughs> what in the heck is going on? So, I do I do like TJ Leaf. I did like uh, Ben Moore coming out of college. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. He was undrafted in 2017. So, um, Poitras, he has some potential. He never really reached where he needed to go. So I actually think we have just enough. Um, veteran type players that we can make some noise in this but i'm not gonna hold my breath um i'll probably i probably will watch some games um just because i have nothing better to do because uh, you know i'm a teacher and i'm just kind of hanging out in the summertime coaching and doing that stuff so podcasting. yeah podcasting so um yeah i'm interested interested to see what we have here oldest guy on the roster yeah henry sims 28 <laughs> no and travis leslie 
He's also 28, so... And we got, got C.J. Wilcox. I mean, 27. I mean, you got that veteran leadership you need to win the summer league. Yeah. So, those guys not giving up on the uh, NBA dream quite yet, so... Did you see that uh, Marvin Bagley dunk last night? It was pretty dirty. I did see that. Yes. Long it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Baptize the masses. Um, so, the big question going on, the biggest name on here, obviously, is T.J. Leaf, our first-round pick from last year. Uh, so you had talked about the pictures that was online. So we ended up doing a question on uh, Twitter, and we asked our followers, can TJ Leaf be an effective guy next season for the Pacers? So before we get into what everybody else said, obviously I'll have you guys chime in like we usually do, but before we get into what they had in the comment sections, you go ahead and answer that question. Do you think he can be effective next year? In a perfect world, maybe. But if I'm being realistic, I doubt it. I mean, if he's a guy that can come in and maybe average like five points a game, then yeah. I mean, that's a decent guy off the bench. That he's not. I don't even think he's going to be in the second unit now that with these additions. But he's an end of the bench guy. That with he, I remember just at UCLA, he would catch the lobs. He was dunking. He was shooting well. I mean, it's just his potential is definitely still there. And with the t- up twenty five pounds, that's one thing he definitely needed to do. And I think he was getting some good rotational minutes until he twisted his ankle that one game in the mm-hmm. midseason. So, I mean, maybe I, I don't want to just sit here and say, like, I'm super excited for T.J. Leaf, T.J. Leaf, T.J. Because, I mean, honestly, I pre probably won't do shit. But <laughs> if in a dream scenario he comes in and averages like six, seven points a game and, you know, he gives us some good minutes. See, I think he can be effective if given the opportunity, but I'm not sure he can be effective on a playoff roster. So the question is, can be can he be effective for the Pacers? I think that there need to be some not serious injuries, but – I don't think I think he's got some talent, but I do think there are other guys right now that we're going to be able to have an opportunity to sign that would be a better option for the Pacers at the four spot. Um, of course, he's like a stretch four, small four type deal. So um, I would, if gun to my head, I would say no. He's not going to be very effective, but I, I'm not going to say no because I do think he has some talent. But it, it's it's all about what they can still attain with their salary cap space and and how they're going to move on from there. Um, and guys, I've uh, mentioned this before on Twitter. I've slid into TJ Leaf's DMs. Hashtag get TJ Leaf on the pod. Get it going. We've tried. He won't respond back to us, but we're not going to stop until yeah, TJ. Tweet at him. Tell him to come on the pod. We have to get him on here so uh, we can uh, just ask him some silly questions about so. the big baller. Brand. Son, yeah. <laughs> son of a biscuit. One of my favorite restricted free agents just agreed to a deal. Um, looks like, and this is not Pacer news, and it's not like groundbreaking, but it's a guy I liked as a, as a you know, it's got to be Rodney Hood. No, Utah Jazz restricted free agent Dante Exum has agreed to a three-year, thirty-three million dollar contract extension. So he's going to be making eleven million dollars per year. He's making more than Julius Randle. He's making doing? more than Julius Wait, Randle. Who? Uh, it says Utah. It says oh, strong. Oh, you said Utah. Okay. That's Strong just... deal in a tight marketplace for a gifted young talent who has fought injuries and remains a significant part of Utah's future. Now, that's just stupid. That's just um, money down the table. Also, a minute ago, it was reported that yeah, Cleveland, of course, we knew this was coming. Cleveland is open to trading uh, Kevin Love. So What? Uh, exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so, I think it'll be interesting. I think that's maybe something for the next podcast. Maybe put We did ask. Together. Yeah, we were going to have to say that for next time. But we did ask people on Twitter what they would think about bringing Kevin Love, which it kind of we have fad so i mean it kind of surprised me and people were for it a bunch of I people thought, were yeah. for it more than i thought would be so 
Um, that was really off topic. Back to, uh, yeah, I'm back sorry. to summer league, but uh, I'm surprised that he got that much money. That's just crazy. So really anyway. off topic. Huge signing, but you know what? Let's yeah. go back to the Pacers yeah. summer league. So back Everyone's to the summer league, this. which I know you guys are dying to hear about. So uh, question that we were just talking about: Can TJ Leaf be an effective guy next season for the Pacers? So we'll do the same thing that we just did earlier. I'll read one and we'll just pass it on. First one comes from at Pacers fan eleven. Yeah, it will be rough to start. <laughs> But he has all the traits to be a good stretch for. Hopefully, Dan Burke and Thad show him how to defend, and he listens. So, uh, good analysis there from Pacer Fan Eleven. Uh, you know, I would hope it's not that rough of a start, since you know you expect a rookie season, especially for a guy like him, to be rough. Um, he's been in the league for a year, so I think it's time to you know man up and you know. It depends. I guess it's Trevor Booker hasn't resigned anywhere, does he? No. So I mean it. I mean, and I'm hoping the Pacers bring him back. Yeah, so I, it depends. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Free agency, a lot of free agency to go. So, so yeah. So let's see what De- what did De- Dewan eight underscore have to say. Dewan is always, you know, he's always on it when we have these questions. Love Dewan. Yeah, Dewan's the man. I uh, think he can be very effective, especially on offense. Nate just needs to play him. Yeah, I say that. He had three exclamations. Yeah, yeah. So play him. Yeah, very loud. Nate Dog just needs to play him. Very much play the man. Around. Uh, yeah, obviously we're not going to be able to see what he can do out there if he's not playing. If you're just sitting at the bench, obviously you were going to say that you suck. I hope he just dominates. What if he just averaged like 30 points in the summer league? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be incredible. I mean, he did do pretty well with the Mad Ants yeah. when he was down there. So uh, The next tweet comes to us from the fourth Cathcart, and he or she says, uh, looks like an off-brand Dario Saric. I could see that. I don't hate that. I would absolutely, I, I would do bad things to be any sort of Dario. Dario so, I don't hate that at Dario's all. Dario's kind of got the poo stash. Does CJ have a poo stash? <laughs> I He's just, got poo facial hair. Yeah. His facial hair yeah. is bad. Yeah. So I, I actually that. love that tweet, but yeah. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, it's very, like, you go there, you uh, it's between great value, which is TJ Leaf, and then you got a main brand. So I can see that. It's a good tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one coming from at Sobro Pacers fan. Not sure. Any re- what is Sobro? Sobro. I think it's. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's. A t- I hope. I hope it's a typo. I don't know what. Sobro was yeah. taken. So yeah. Sobro. Yeah, that's true. He says I haven't given up hope, but I also like George Niang. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. Screw the fourth cast guy. Or the so. Sorry. 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 Bad. The Sobro. Screw you. He's admitting that no, but he is admitting there that you know I like I like Niang. So take what I have to say with a grain of salt because <laughs> I'm probably wrong. So at least he fesses up to that. No, I agree. When the Niang we drafted Niang, I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I think we all kind of like it peaked. It like perked our interest. Peaked our interest. He's just too slow. So it, it was almost like it was, I haven't that given was up like hope the J- that Draymond like, Green. Like we were like, oh my gosh, this guy can shoot a little bit. He can pass. He can defend. Oh, this is gonna be great. It didn't happen. Yeah. So, Pacer P. Pacer P. Depends. We know he can shoot. Question is, can you at least give us what Bojan gave us defensively and be steady slash solid? I don't think he's going to be at Bojan's level this year. Like, I think that's just Not unrealistic. Um, and I don't think he's playing Bojan's position, so I don't know. Uh, he's saying, I think that it, in order for TJ Leaf to play, I think he's going to have to defend the three. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to happen. So no, I, I love Pacer maybe, P, though. I think, I think he's saying that he just hopes that 
since TJ Leaf is I, – we all have differing opinions on what he's trying to say. But I think what he's trying to say is if you can defend – because uh, Bogdanovich kind of had a reputation for not playing defense, as does TJ Leaf. So yeah. I think what he's trying to say is Bogdanovich – if you're white, you're, you yeah. can't defend. Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to in the minds mm-hmm. of many. So, yeah. So be serviceable. Uh, you can shoot. So I think that's definitely the biggest knock on TJ Leaf right now is uh, his defense. We've been hearing it since college, and obviously his first year didn't go too well for him on that end of the floor. So uh, that will wrap that up. Like I said, the Pacers play Friday against the Houston Rockets. Didn't do any research on their summer summer league team because, quite frankly, I really don't care. They got Vincent um, Edwards. I will be the guy that doesn't watch any of the games, and I'll just look at the stat, stat sheet. Um, so, like, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, earlier Alizé Johnson, I, I am interested in seeing what he – he does, and I think that's more so because he looks like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he looks so, just like Jimmy Butler. And or Lamar Jackson. Why do, we need, why do we need to try to sign Jimmy Butler next season when he's just we got baby. We got we baby, got Butler baby Butler's yeah. already on the roster. So uh, look at those stat lines. We'll see what happens in summer league. Hopefully TJ Leaf shows out, and uh, hopefully he can come in this year and have a good season for us off the bench. We'll see what happens. So that'll wrap that up. And we're going to move on to next. We're going to give you guys an update and our closing uh, segment about the Guess That Contract. That was the game that we played uh, last episode where these two uh, buffoons guessed what uh, contracts were get for a select number of players. So we'll give you some of those results and uh, tell you who's in the league coming up. All right, so uh, we're back with uh, here a closing segment here. An update on the guess that contract. <laughs> Sorry, we're having some uh, technical difficulties right here. Uh, update on that guess that contract game we played last time. I gave you guys what was it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Twelve names, and you had to give me the team they signed with, the number of years they signed for, and the amount uh, average per year. So if you went over on the uh, annual salary, you were automatically disqualified for getting a point. So I gave you a point for each thing you get, got right. So okay. in total, there were 36 points. So all there's 9 out of 12 that have signed. So we still have three pending that are going to determine who wins this. But as it stands now, Hawk is at 10 points, and then we have Jake at 9 points. So kind of just looking at what you guys had here, I'll just list some uh, some funny ones that were reiterate, even though you can listen to them. Make sure you listen to episode three if you haven't. Um, reiterate what was said in there. Let's just start off with the most most funny one in my eyes. DeMarcus Cousins, Hawk Adam signing in Dallas for three years, max contract. Uh, Jake, you had him four years, max, in New Orleans. So you both had him at the max for multiple seasons, and he ended up signing for one year, five point three million. In hindsight, the max was pretty unobtainable because of this injury. I yeah, think the only person he was going to get it from was probably the Pelicans, and they didn't have to offer it to him, right? So well, like, I think you look at this two ways, honestly. Okay, so Demarcus Cousins is he a max player in this league? Absolutely, he is. He's he's one of the best twelve players in the league now. Yeah. Probably. Easily. Easily, okay. So he's a max player. So I don't think it was that far-fetched that we went max. What I think we 
didn't really think about was the fact that some of these teams, like the Mavs, Pelicans, we weren't exactly, at the time, we weren't sure that DeAndre Jordan was going to be on the Mavs. Mm -hmm. So that's something. And I didn't know that the Pelicans were going to get a heck of a deal on Julius Randle, which we'll be talking about here shortly. So I don't think the Max is that crazy. Obviously, for what he signed for, it looks terrible. But no one in their right mind had him going to Golden State for $5 million. That's something nobody saw. I'm not even mad that I got I, I got zeros on that it's, one. It doesn't shock me that he – it was either going to be something crazy like the Max because the team was going to give him that that luxury or DeMarcus Cousins was going to do what he did and just go to the best team and then hopefully work it out. So I, I don't personally feel as bad about it. Yes, it's hilarious that we had him for Max and he only made five mil. But I think when you really break it down and think about it, it kind of makes sense why we did it. So how much money were we off? What's – what would his amount Almost be? Almost $30 million. Probably, yeah, let's just call it 30 yeah. So you were off by $25 million. <laughs> Which I, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, not, not, not pretty, but, I mean, obviously we all expected him to make a lot more. That was a complete curveball out of, you know, just completely out of nowhere. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, Randall, you just talked about him. Um, you guys both got no points for this. Hawk had him going to the Magic for four years at $23 million a year. And Jake had him at three years, $20 million a year at Dallas. He ended up getting a two-year deal with the Pelicans, and he's going to make, I think, $9 million a year. So Hell of a deal. Way off on there, but, I mean, I'm in the same camp as you guys. I expected him to make a lot more So what do you think that. happened? Like, why is he only making $9 million? I don't know. I, I mean, what I, was – that just doesn't make sense to me. I have no input. What do you think? Do you have any input on that? Because I'm complete. I was completely dumbfounded. No, I, the first thing that came to my head when I saw the deal was, "What the hell are the Pacers?" He just doing? loves gumbo. Like that's got to like, be. I know. Mardi Gras. He just I, wants know, to be- I, I know. I said that earlier in a podcast before that I wasn't on the Julius Randall to the Pacers train. But you're talking about nine million dollars. Yeah, you'll take him for nine million dollars a year. We have Al Jefferson seasons. for ten. Yeah, like, that's just what's like, crazy. I was expecting them to pay up like twenty. Of course, I did. I wouldn't want when I'm on the team for twenty, but nine million dollars a year. You have. I just I couldn't believe it. I think uh, I, was I think what happened going. to Randall. I think he got some maybe some bad intel from his agent. I think once he got dropped, and obviously, like we said, there's still good players that have not signed, and there's not money out there for them to make what they should have. And so I think maybe uh, his agent saw that opportunity to get a multi-year deal. So maybe he, instead of signing maybe one year, obviously we were high on 20, but again, there were some other moving parts that we didn't know that that was going to happen. So I think maybe his agent seen that and then said, hey, you know what, you can either make $9 million over the next two years sorry nine million dollars for the next two years you get to play with anthony davis um who i don't think he's a good compliment for but whatever or you can try to hold out maybe get a one year 12 million dollar 12 million dollar deal what do you want to do and he has had some injury history so maybe that's why he decided to go this route so i I think think his next contract could be a lot more than that. He broke his leg in his first ever NBA game. Yeah, right? it's pretty, cr- pretty crazy. I mean, there's a ton of like free agents left that are. That's what I'm saying. Still, I mean, they're it, good players. You it, want them on your roster, and they're going to be super cheap. cheap on the cheap. Yeah. And that people keep complaining. Well, what are the Pacers doing? They're going to, at least they should. They're going to get one of these guys really cheap. I mean, Jabari Parker. Also, I've said before, I'm not a big fan of, but look what Julius. I mean, we can all agree Julius Randle's had a better career thus far than. Jabari Parker. If yeah. I could get Jabari Parker for, for nine million, oh, of course, I would do that. Go for I mean, him. He's like, got a ton of potential. I mean, they still have him. Uh, he's still restricted there, but like, I there's gotta, a ton of good players still left. That's why you gotta have patience. 
What did Aaron Rodgers say in Green Bay? R-E-L-A-X. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. I think somebody, I'm not going to say this guy's name because he is my ultimate enemy. It's Jason McIntyre. I just said his name. McIntyre, get on the pod so we can argue with you. Pass this out. We don't want this beef to linger. It's going to spoil. Someone out there listening, get this to McIntyre. We've tried. He says, he quote tweeted the Woj tweet about Utah Jazz signed restricted free agent Dante Exum, three-year, $33 million deal. McIntyre says, I like Exum a ton. He's athletic and still very, very young, which is true, but that's a lot of money. Would Marcus Smart have been a cheaper, better defensive option? If the Pacers can somehow find a way to put Dougie McBuckets on our MLE and then you go out and you can get Marcus Smart for $11 million over the next three years, I'd do that in a eight. And I second. forgot Smart was even still on the board. I mean, there's so many players still on the board, yeah. and we're complaining. Capella, Smart. And we still have a decent amount of cap space. So, uh, <laughs> be patient, Pacers fans. I mean, there hasn't been a lot. I mean, there's been some big names signed, but there's still a lot of really good role players left that I think we can get at very good deals. So, very good discounts. Um, so, back to the list. Uh, you both, let's see who we got here next. Uh, we'll point out JaVale McGee. Uh, one year, you both got a point for that. Ooh. You said he was going to Golden State Warriors. The funny thing to point out here is Hawk had him at $3 million a year for the one year, and he ended up signing for 2.4. So you were barely off. You were off there by 600 grand. Um, so very close to landing two points on JaVale. That would have been big. That would have been so That would have been very big. And <laughs> Something I was not expecting hey. today. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say I had him for, I think that's what you were getting ready to say. I had him for one year, 4.3 mil. And why did I have him like that? Because I thought that he was going to be the Golden State uh, version of uh, Lance Stevenson, what Lance Stevenson was for the Pacers. And lo and behold, they pretty much, they're playing together now. So I think <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Pretty much the Warriors traded JaVale McGee for DeMarcus Cousins. They swapped them out. <laughs> They didn't. Obviously, That's sh- that should be on Shaq. It wasn't a trade, <laughs> but they got they let Javale go, yep, and we yep, should have noticed something was up when they let him go. They let Javale go, and they brought in Demarcus Cousins. So, um, let's see. Pretty much, those are the the funniest ones that we've gotten so far. You guys were kind of close on the other ones. Glenn Robinson the third. You both got. He had two years there. He averaged. Uh, I think he's getting four million a year. Hawk had him at three point eight million, so he was just right under that as well. Boom. Um, the guys available: Clint Capella. We have. Uh, I don't have that written down. What we put, and then we have Zaza P. Yeah, Capella. You don't. I don't think you gave years for Hawk. Didn't give years for Capella, but you That's said awesome. Dallas for eighteen million. <laughs> I like it. And then Jake had him four year, twenty million. Twenty million a year to Houston. That's we're gonna be way. Can over. I add? Can I add a year just to since it hasn't official yet, or is that off the rules? I'm not gonna make the rules. If he, if he agrees to it, then I'll allow it. Uh, sure. Let's go. Let's do it. I'll just put. I'll put a. I'll put a two year deal down. Two years. Just no, you're such an ass. <laughs> if I can, I switch my year. I think it's fair. I'll let you switch your years. I'm not going I don't to. Give you, I don't give you points unless you're right on the years. Okay. You have to be exactly so, right. So I'm going to make a trade on the Capella. I'm not doing two because that wouldn't be any fun at all. I'll, so only, I'll only let you trade if he allows it. I allow it. Three years instead of four. And our money is going to be way off, I think, because that's Yeah, I'm not letting you change the money because that's, that's the best part. Blown, blown. <laughs> um, so, like you said, Capella, 
we're waiting on him. Uh, Zaza Pachulia. And Marshall Plumley, the biggest one. Marshall Plumley. If you guys guess, so if he does, I mean, obviously we think he's going overseas because it's Marshall freaking Plumley. If you guys guess what country he signs with, that's like five points. <laughs> so if he goes to Italy or he goes to the Czech Republic, automatic five points right there. Love it. And that would win it. So pretty much this is riding on Marshall Plumley. Which country <laughs> will he sign for? Um, so big, big name between Italy and uh, – the Czech Minor news uh, coming in uh, two minutes ago from Blazer Report. Kawhi Leonard now is looking at the Los Angeles Clippers as a possible destination, um, and that is because LeBron joined the Lakers. So I think um, that is could they very well screw themselves out of two guys just by not pulling the trigger trading for them? They lost Paul yes. George. I mean, let's say I mean obviously when it's all said and done, they got LeBron. Like congrats, but. They need another player with LeBron. They screwed themselves out on Paul George by not by letting him go to OKC, not giving a good offer. And obviously, I mean, San Antonio is going to make him pay up, and they just won't do it. I mean, you have to get rid of it. I mean, Popovich isn't going to take back Lonzo. Anybody with but I don't necessarily. It's not necessarily a bad move either because those assets that they have are – I mean, Ingram's good. Kuzma. Yeah. Lonzo, I mean, those are some solid assets. So, like, I think Lonzo. Can you just wait you think, this, we you already said think, this year. You have LeBron matter. James, who's what thirty three now. Does he want to play with those guys who are going to hit their prime in like four or five years, or does he want to play with Kawhi Leonard right now? I think he went there. Like him and Magic had just had this conversation. Like, yeah, this the and now. obviously they're like, the give only me two ones years to prove to you, which is obviously what they're trying to do because they've signed all these random contracts to one year deals. I Lance think, Rondo. I think what you're going to see here is I think they're going to have to move on from Lonzo Ball. Um, I know that because it's Lonzo Ball, that's like a big name, but he is a terrible fit to play with LeBron. Like I, I can't overstate that enough because if you've ever watched Lonzo. He doesn't move without the ball. Why? Because he's not a good shooter, and he has to have the ball to make those tight window passes that make that has made him so popular. If it wasn't for his father, he'd be popular for his passing. He has to have the ball. LeBron James is not a good shooter. He's not a great shooter, I should say. He's obviously gotten better. But I can't picture LeBron James saying, okay, go ahead, Lonzo. You make something happen. I'll stand out at the three-point line. So I, I mean, actually, Lance is kind of the same way. Like he's a ball dominant guy too. Yeah, but I think he's I think he's a second unit guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I mean which, sometimes he'll be on the court together. Which makes it weird because they also signed Rajon Rondo. Yeah. So I don't know. But it's gonna that, be an interesting team. Uh, yeah. we didn't mention this earlier. This is also some semi breaking news. Dwight Howard signing with the Wizards. L O L that's that's gonna blow up. That's fine. Write it down six twenty four Eastern Standard Time on July third, that's gonna blow up. As if there wasn't enough locker room issues in the for the Washington Wizards, they bring in Dwight Howard. <laughs> what a great addition to uh, to the locker room there. They're nice. just throwing their hands in the air. Yeah. Screw it. Um, so that'll well, like I said, we will figure out here hopefully in the next couple of days. Actually, it could come down to Zaza, and we might never know on Zaza. So if it stays where it's at today. Jake, you will be responsible for providing the next giveaway. You got something in mind for our listeners in case you lose? Yeah, got a couple of things. I think got a couple of things. So. I have nothing in mind, so I'm banking on a win. <laughs> if there is a, a item giveaway, you know, besides something really expensive like a jersey, we've already given out one of those. But if there's something that you want <laughs> us to give away, let us know because we're going to be keep doing giveaways because it's the only way we can get followers and people to listen to our podcast <laughs> is when we give you guys free shit. So just let us know what you want, and we'll see if we can make it happen. 
But we can't give away jerseys every week. Sorry. Tickets to the finals next I mean, year. Yeah, tickets to the finals next year. We'll see how that, <laughs> that plays out. So, uh, Unless you guys got anything else to add nope. to this episode, that's going to wrap this up. Um, so uh, this is actually, as Hawk had mentioned, the fourth episode. So it's the Victor Oladipo episode. Oladipo! So, Victor Oladipo! And uh, we are going to end this episode with uh, some highlights from uh, Lance Stevenson's best moments with the Pacers. So appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow us at Born Ready to Pod on Twitter. The two is a number. Number two, that is correct. Um, and uh, make sure you participate in all our polls. Let us know what you guys think. We are always in for constructive criticism. Should we give a shout out to our first official sponsor just one more time? Midwestern First Choice Betting, thank you for your business. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and go buy some betting. Go it's buy great. Some. So uh, we'll check you guys later. We'll actually be back. We have a special episode coming next week. So uh, you'll learn more about that coming this weekend. Ooh. Uh, so should we make tease sure- something? we got to give them a tease. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we should tease it. Because if it falls through, then, then we've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, never mind. Forget so what let's wait. Get on TJ Leave, people. Let's go. We got, we got confirmation on our next episode, but we're not going to dive too in too in depth with it because if it falls through then we're going to look like idiots yeah so and we already don't look like idiots so we <laughs> yeah want to keep yeah our, so, keep our image so thanks for listening guys uh we'll see you next week for episode five this year was how important that win early in the season in Minnesota was and that was their first road win of the year we'll find out tomorrow night if they're a playoff team or not but that's hey, you talked about Dreamlands. Um, can you imagine what it's going to be like on Tuesday when it's the ground when it's going to be like we are Michael Jordan coming back to play in the new way or Somebody coming out of retirement. That's no good. Ball tipped out and taken by Joseph. Throws it back to Oladipo. Stevenson behind, drives inside, and the foul. Lance Stevenson and a chance for a three-point play. He just headbutted the Stanton. <laughs> oh, this league is so much better with Lance Romance back in action. Show your antics. That's Lance Stevenson going green. My goodness.
Brooklyn Spiders. West, good ball pick. Kick, Stevenson. Running around Parsons. The nice fake. And the finish. Oh, what beauty from Lance Stevenson. Now that was a great ball play while he was making his move in the paint. Boy, that was I was really, it just a great move. It really was. Body control and control of the basketball. And ends up with a floater into the basket. And the body control on the play, not on the dance moves That's from Lance Stevenson. Stevenson pushes it up the floor, goes right yeah. to the basket, oh, yeah. and pounds oh. it down! Got a pound! <laughs> oh my goodness, could that be the one on Fox Sports Live tonight? That's what makes him unique. He can take it the length of the court and finish. Wow.